0: Football recruiting uh, is upon us, as it always is here. Uh, Around training camp time, we'll talk to you about what Syracuse is and is not doing in its recruiting cycle in terms of football. Dino Babers, are you failing us? We'll talk about it. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse
1: Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on this wonderful Monday morning. Thank you for starting your week with Locked On Syracuse. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Owen, I'm having a wonderful day today. I hope you are as well. So um, am I. Good. That is good to hear. We have an exciting show ahead. We talked football, or excuse me, we talked basketball recruiting on Friday. Now we're talking football recruiting here on Monday. Uh, just to keep you excited, there will be an interview on Wednesday with Stephen Bailey of 20, or 24-7 Sports. That is what's hopeful right now, barring any schedule changes. So get excited for that. I'm pretty pumped for it. We got more questions we need to ask the man uh, because he's got all the answers about training camp and whatnot. Um, so let's talk about Syracuse football recruiting. It's not in a good spot right now, and it hasn't been in a good spot in terms of rankings under Dino Babers pretty much ever. I believe the highest he's ever gotten in the ACC is 10th, which is not good. Uh, and even it would be one thing if he was never able to move the needle, if the team was never successful, but the fact that you were never moving the needle in the recruiting after you had a 10 win season kind of unacceptable uh so the thing we have to talk about right now Owen is they're currently ranked 40 or excuse me I almost mixed the numbers around 74th nationally uh in terms of their recruiting class coming in for 2023 which is not good uh so what's gone wrong what's the story
1: what's the story well I like you mean you talked about how the lack of capitalization on 2018. And just as we sort of started diving into this topic a little bit earlier today, you look at sort of the recruiting numbers since 2018 In 2018. Syracuse had the 51st recruiting class in the nation going into the season 2019. You expect that to get better coming off a 10 win season. Maybe you add a couple of late guys that saw, Hey, you know, Syracuse had an unreal year. Seems like they're bringing back a good amount of players. Maybe I can go compete they dropped five spots to 56 in the national recruiting rankings. The following year, they dipped to 62. 2021, they dipped to 64. This year, their recruiting class is once again 64. So since that 10-win season, the recruiting class has actually gone down every single year without that little catalyst bump that you were sort of looking for following 2018. And as you continue to decline in terms of those recruiting rankings, it gets harder and harder to bring in you know higher quality guys and i think Syracuse has struggled a little bit in terms of getting those those reputable names to come in those bigger names your four star guys your you know just overall high quality three star guys they haven't been able to bring as many in that doesn't mean that they haven't you know as we were saying before we hopped on found some of these guys that they've built up and created through their system and their coaching but they haven't really had those guys all too often that you expect to be you know, these major contributors, yes, you bring in Trill Williams, who's a four star and really, really sought after is your number one player in the class and played like he was a number one player in your class. But that has not consistently been the case this uh, with this recruiting uh, under Dino Babers. And I think that's sort of where the decline is. I don't want to get too harsh on the 23 recruiting class before it's finalized, but there needs to be a lot of stuff that happens in order to recover this because 74th and dead last in the ACC in terms of recruiting is not going to trend you in the direction that you're looking for when you're in theory building some momentum under some new coordinators.
0: Precisely, uh, you're absolutely right. And, and you mention that you have to give Babers a little bit of credit in terms of the guys that he has brought in and turned into stars, like your Michael Jones and your Sean Tucker's. Uh, those guys are three stars. And if you're curious of whether or not he goes after the four stars and the five stars. I've asked him about it uh, my, myself at the ACC kickoff. This is what he said.
1: I think the biggest thing is we'll recruit those five and four stars, but getting them to say yes is one, some, one other thing. Now, they have to be five and four stars in, what, in our book. We're we're not afraid to take some guys that we see the potential. We can We see where we think they can go with support with a great support system, getting bigger, getting stronger, weights, conditioning. And then if you're, you know, I'm one of the guys that still believe that coaching matters. Don't get me wrong. I think Jimmy's and Joe's are important and maybe the most important thing. But give me a coach that knows exactly what he's doing. Give me a fabulous teacher that knows their subject inside out. And I bet you they can bring an average student along and make them better.
0: So they are... Uh, recruiting those guys and he said that uh, I believed him but I also wanted to see it for myself so I went over to 24-7 just to see what kind of talent Syracuse actually is recruiting uh, but not getting so in the 2023 offer sheet you have a lot of good running backs that Syracuse has thrown an offer to Uh, and why not I mean when you have Sean Tucker you should be milking the fact that you have Sean Tucker So. I'm glad to see Syracuse is is going high on some of these guys. They offered both the number one and number two running backs in the country, Ruben Owens and Richard Young. Uh, Richard Young picked Alabama. Now, Syracuse is seldom ever going to beat Alabama in anything, and it certainly ain't going to be on the football recruiting trail. So I can't say I'm surprised there. The number two running back goes to Alabama. Fine, whatever. Uh, But Ruben Owens, the number one back, goes to Louisville. There's no reason Syracuse should be beaten by Louisville in terms of running backs. Syracuse is the best, one of the best running backs in the country right now. I don't understand what the disconnect is. If an ACC team like Louisville can go out there and say that we can give you a better opportunity than anybody else. I don't understand why Syracuse can't say, look at that guy. He's going to be in the NFL next year. Do you want that to be you sign the dotted line kind of thing? Uh, So they, they also, I mean, in total, those are the two five stars they offer uh they offer the 7th overall running back 11th and so on they offer 10 either five star or four star running backs among a flurry of other running back offers uh but they only get uh Ike Daniels a three star that's that's the entirety of the running back haul for Syracuse it's ridiculous i'm not saying that Bryce Daniels or Ike Daniels excuse me is not going to be good i'm just saying that at this point you shouldn't have to settle for the 55th overall running back in the country. You should be going out there and getting those guys. At what point has it become too long to where Syracuse can't get a four star or a five star? Deuce Chestnut is a four star according to Rivals, a three star according to 24 7. So he's kind of a fringe guy. Before him, what is it? Tommy DeVito, Trill Williams? Trill Williams and Tommy were the last two, yeah. The last so, two
1: four stars.
0: Come on now. And if you're going to put your position, like, honestly, a good example is look at Syracuse basketball, obviously a way different situation. And I acknowledge that you've got a hall of fame coach over there that you do not have in the football program, but they had a lull in the, in the recruiting for almost a decade. The back half of the 2010s was really tough for Syracuse recruiting. Last year's team was built up by the coach's sons. Like they had like, come on. So they, but the thing is, they have then turned it into what Beheim is calling the greatest recruiting class they've ever had, and they're undoubtedly on the up and up in terms of recruiting. Syracuse football just can't seem to catch a break. They can't find their footing.
1: No, and I mean, we're not you know, incredibly late in the recruiting cycle when we look at it right now, but it's not early anymore. There is a lot that needs to happen. Just
0: missed out on a bunch of guys.
1: Got yeah, 24-7's got nine hard commits right now for Syracuse uh, with strictly three stars at this point. And that's not, you know, out of the ordinary for Syracuse to have strictly three stars by any means. Uh, but as you were saying, in terms of the running back recruiting, when you look back at the history of Syracuse football, you know, maybe you're not going to be, you know, searching for, I don't even know what I want to go position group-wise here because they've had some recent success defensively. Um, but, you know, you're not necessarily looking for this outlandish position that you're not sending talent it's to anything. or not creating Get a five-star yeah. anywhere. You've got, you know, the position group that you are known for in the running back, the most history that you could find in terms of running backs in college football. And you have, you know, a historic running back right now, a generational talent at running back in terms of Sean Tucker and the season he had breaking records and he will continue to break records this year as he puts up numbers or will put up numbers you're you've got to capitalize on that that's where you you know you would think you say hey you know hey here's where the four star can slip in that makes a ton of sense and i don't think you know as a syracuse fan you're expecting too much or asking all too much to want to bring in a four-star recruit at running back. I am not here to disrespect Ike Daniels. He is a higher-rated running back I believe no, yeah. than Sean Tucker was when he was recruited here. So I'm not saying that Ike Daniels doesn't have, you know, the capabilities to possibly become that guy, but when you look at, you know, this this list and and when you're Syracuse, you know, you want to be able to snag some of these guys and and be in a little bit more of a competition uh, you know, with a guy that's committed to Louisville, not that You know, you're expecting Syracuse to get the number one running back in the country, but there are other schools. But it just shows you that they can do it. Yeah, that you can compete with. And unfortunately, it seems like a lot of these are local commitments, which is, you know, sometimes tough to commit. You've got a Florida State commit out of Florida, a Penn State commit out of Pennsylvania, um, you know, South Carolina's, and that's actually out of Tennessee or of North Carolina, not that one. Uh, But they seem to be staying close to home. Uh, but you you've got to be and I wish they were in a little bit more of these conversations, especially in the running back game coming off of, you know, the most running back momentum you're going to be able to recruit off of well, okay. for the foreseeable so, future.
0: The thing is, if Syracuse cannot turn Sean Tucker's Syracuse career into at least one great recruit at the running back position, you kind of have to consider it a failure. I mean, you have to. They Yeah there's two parts of it. I mean, one Tucker goes out there and plays incredibly and you have to give Syracuse the credit for making him that running back, but then they have to turn it into something and start building the program back up with the success that they have. That is the problem that we continue to see the success that they have goes right down the drain. They turn it into nothing. And I think that's been Dino's biggest failure as the Mm -hmm. coach of Syracuse. Now with that, I must break. Uh, and tell you about Bet Online. But when we come back, we will be continuing this discussion about Syracuse football recruiting. But first, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online where the game starts. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine, back with you talking about Syracuse football recruiting. If Sean Tucker's tenure does not get Syracuse a highly rated prospect, is it a failure, Owen? Yes,
1: it is. I think it is. I, I always look back on, you know, obviously it's it's based on real story, but when you talk about the Express, which you know covers. You know, the story of Ernie Davis and you look at, you know, how closely, you know, Jim Brown was involved in Ernie Davis's recruiting and then in turn how, you know, involved Ernie Davis is in the recruiting of Floyd Little and just how that sort of cycled in from guy after guy after guy and incredible running back to incredible running back to incredible running back. You would hope that Syracuse would be able to, you know, have Sean be that inspiration for other guys to come in and, you know, maybe – and I don't want to get into this debate right now, but I'm going to say it because I feel like it would help. If you throw a 44 on Sean Tucker's back, you exactly. reconnect that history so much. You incredibly reconnect to that history, uh, and maybe that's the national spotlight in terms of the running back that you need. I don't think that's truly the difference, but I think it definitely helps to connect and bring you back. You know, this is a school that you know had unbelievable running back success. And now once again, after some time off, is having incredible running back success again. And I do think that you are right to call it a failure if Syracuse can, no offense to Ike Daniels, cannot get a better running back recruit than Ike Daniels in the class of 2023.
0: And what did we learn uh, at the Super Bowl? Was it this past year or the year before? I can't remember. No, this past year. uh, One of the student media members that was there, Jaron May, did an interview with someone who had played Syracuse defensive back. I can't remember exactly who it was, but he was saying that in recruiting, Syracuse never reaches out to alumni. And that's to your point, talking about the express and that Jim Brown was such a big part of bringing Ernie Davis to Syracuse and Floyd little, the same with Ernie Davis. So what, Is Syracuse not seeing? You have a great alumni base. Syracuse has, I'd I'd like to argue, one of the more underrated football alumni uh, in all of college sports because nobody likes to talk that Syracuse used to be a good program, whatever. They're bad now, whatever. They've had some great players come through there. I don't understand why Donovan McNabb isn't on recruiting visits. Why isn't Marvin Harrison helping out? Where's Chandler Jones? Where's White Freeney? What's the story? Like, why can't they get guys to Syracuse? I don't get it. What don't you see, Dino?
1: It is the case, and I mean you can look at it as well. I mean, not to—I'm not knocking by any means—Syracuse's uh, defensive backs at the moment, because that is what we we strictly applaud when we look at this football team right now. Uh, and, and you look at what they can do with Garrett Williams and Deuce Chestnut. Uh, but when you look at you know recruiting classes right now, when you look at the class of 23, there's not a defensive back committed. If I unless Ridiculous. I'm reading this wrong, there's not a defensive back committed. You sent three defensive backs to the NFL in 2021 with Cisco, Iffy, and Trill Williams, who unfortunately, as we talked about last week, went down with an injury. Uh you, you're sending defensive backs to the NFL. You have two unbelievable defensive backs, two unbelievable cornerbacks on your team right now on this roster that are making, you know, list after list of you cornerback duos to look out for and and watch lists and things of that nature, you don't have a defensive back on your recruiting class. Why is there no momentum swung from, hey, look at the recent success. Yes, we struggled last year, but the defense really held their own in a lot of these games and was competitive and was, you know, yeah, running with, totally. with some solid teams last year. Why aren't you building on that and bringing in defensive players? There's not a defensive back on the commitment list for the class of 2023, if you're Syracuse, it's something that you really have to address. And we, you know, we've talked about it in different steps. We talk about the lack of, you know, capitalization on Sean Tucker, the lack of capitalization on DBU, right? You've got people calling this DBU. It started a little bit as a joke, but it's becoming, you know, a little bit more realistic and you're starting to see it. Talk about, you know, the capitalization on 2018. Your recruiting class got worse following a ten-win season. What was you four and eight the year before? You had a better recruiting class when you're four and eight than you did when you were ten and three. How does that make sense? Capitalize, do something, bring in a good player, reach out to alumni, have something work, please. Because something has to change. Fourth ranked, the seventy fourth ranked recruiting class and the worst recruiting class in the ACC is not the answer to you winning football games.
0: Agreed. Uh, audio listeners, add right now, and we continue. Um, we got to stay, I think we have to be a little positive here uh, in terms of what Syracuse has brought in. Let's talk about the number one recruit that's coming in this season for the 2022 class that uh, Syracuse has just brought in. Francois Knowlton Jr., a defensive end, defensive lineman, 6'4", 252 pounds. Not sure if he's a defensive end, so. Don't take that for granted or uh, for, for fact, um, six, 252 pounds. This guy, let me just tell you his stat line from his senior year. Owen and I saw this before we hopped on the pod and I was like, we objectively have to talk about this because it's nuts. Um, this guy's from Miami, Florida, went to Edison high school in Miami in his senior season. He recorded 80 tackles, 28 tackles for loss and 25 sacks he was he must have been in the backfield on every play like that's nuts i don't know what the competition is like at edison high school but either way that guy's nuts and i'm not saying necessarily that he's going to make an immediate impact but i will say it makes me feel a little bit better about the future of the defensive line and maybe maybe he makes an impact this season. I mean, there's a lot of guys in front of him, but who knows what the defensive line is going to be. So uh, there is a little bit of positivity, but at the same time, that positivity comes in form of a three-star that you're hoping turns out right uh, instead of a four-star that you can get really excited about. But still.
1: Yes, and I I will say, I'll throw this out there. uh, There does seem to be a bit of the the Syracuse factor that has been experienced with some of these recruits. If I remember correctly, uh, Enrique Cruz was a four-star when he committed, and after committing to Syracuse, was dipped down to a three-star. Uh, it, it happened, uh, and I think the same thing happened uh, when we were just talking about who was it? Um, Deuce. Yeah, Deuce was a four-star on 24/7's composite, and then dipped down to a three-star after committing to Syracuse. So it's not. I will give them a little more credit in the four-star category because sometimes recruiting sites will do things like that and it's not necessarily the most indicative of anything. Uh, They are getting guys on the fringe of being four-stars every here and there, still not at the frequency that you would hope uh, in, in capitalizing on some momentum and building. I will say there is still time for the 2023 recruiting class, but a lot of stuff has to be done. Uh, you look at the 2021 class, and of the I think it's of the top five commits that they got. Um, you look at Enrique Cruz, Amari Hatcher, and Aronde Gadsden are three of your top five. All three of those had signed at a date later than when we are recording this in August right now. So we've got another week left in August. All three of them, I believe, were early September signees. So you've got some time, um, and that's recently. There are a number of other top five commits that they have signed after this date. So it's okay at this point. But the thing that concerns me with that is sort of as we scroll through all of these offers that Syracuse has made, there's never there's nothing that says warm and it's cool and 31 other offers and cool and 20 other offers. So you've got to start heating up on some of these recruits. And I know it's difficult, you know, mid or as you're gearing up for the season. So you sort of have to be in pole position already on these guys, which is why I'm a little bit concerned that there, at least from what I saw, isn't a single, you know, warm status on 24-7 for a recruit. So it's going to make life difficult if you continue to get later and later and later in the cycle. Uh, You really have to gamble on what you're going to do this year, record-wise and performance-wise. And I think there are some improvements that we've seen so far uh, in preseason camp from this team. So maybe you can capitalize on that. But as we discussed, capitalization is not Syracuse's strong suit recently. I don't know exactly where this goes, but I do know that, you know, you're not in that dire need yet, but you are two or three weeks away from, okay, we are past the point where you're going to bring in recruits until, you know, after the season ends and you start looking into December and January, where you might be trying to get late recruits and you have nine guys committed at this point in time, you want to see that number rise, you want to see a couple of guys you know, in early September, right before school starts, join that list and say, hey, you know, this is the time. I like what I'm seeing. Who knows? But it's it's getting to time where it might be, you know, we're probably two weeks away from me fully pressing a recruiting panic button on 2023.
0: Uh, just to your point about not having a, a guy warm on 24-7 or not having anything even close, like nobody's even given him a shot. I feel like the, my one of my biggest issues with the program and its recruiting is I just, like, never feel confident. Like, I am never confident that, okay, they can go out and beat that team. I don't care who it is. It could be UMass. It could be Siena. I don't even know if they have a football program. I don't feel confident that Syracuse is going to beat anybody in a recruiting battle just because what evidence is there that they have? What evidence is there that they can go out and beat a Power 5 team, another ACC school? I just don't see it. I don't. It doesn't happen. When, when you're yeah. – that Louisville – I'm not even saying that Syracuse was even close to getting the number one running back in the country. I don't even know the situation. All I know is that Louisville got him. Um, the fact that Syracuse couldn't even come close or, like, I didn't even know that they had offered that guy until today. Like, come on, man. I just, I never feel any sort of confidence in Syracuse uh, on the recruiting trail because every single year we see a double-digit number next to their name uh, in ACC recruiting, and it's just never going to cut it. And maybe you have a flash-in-the-pan season like you did in 2018 that proved to be a flash-in-the-pan season, Uh, and you have the right group of guys at the right time and they all are playing at their peak at at the same time. And Eric Duns, the perfect guy to lead them. And it all works out. You win 10 games. You get absolutely massacred by Notre Dame, but nobody cares. And then you win a Camping World Bowl. Sure. But does it matter if you can't capitalize on it and then turn it into something? You've turned it into nothing, to diddly squat. So what really is it? It's just something to be like, remember when that happened? That's not good enough. It's not good enough.
1: It's it's I mean, to your point. And I, I think you you bring up a good point that you never feel like Syracuse is in pole position when it comes to winning a recruiting battle. And I always think back to to basketball this year, like when Judah Mintz committed, that was a shock. Like no one was expecting yeah, that. Yeah, basketball. You a sort of story. solidified have class, in them. right? Yeah. Yeah, but you sort of had this solidified class. You didn't really think you had all too big of a shot at Judah, and then he commits. That's what every single commitment seems to feel like with Syracuse football like you you didn't really think you had it or you weren't going to win that battle or you you know weren't really thinking that you were a front runner and then bang oh okay they got him I don't see that as often with that as I'd want to with Syracuse football I'm not saying that you know at their current state Syracuse football should be putting in front runner offers every single guy that they put in they're not that's not the case and I'm aware of that and I think everyone as a Syracuse fan needs to be aware of that right you're not a front runner all too often when it comes to just name in terms of football and what you're doing right now in terms of football there are going to be names in schools and more competitive programs on all of these recruiting lists you have to do something to stand out and you know i don't want to throw dino babers under siege right now but you're not doing do much that. in terms of in game coaching right your redemption shot or your redemption shot is on the recruiting trails and you're not performing on the recruiting trails Meanwhile, that's what he was brought in to do, right? You're supposed to be, you know, that friendly face. And he's got that friendly smile and he can make you laugh and he can throw a joke out there, but it doesn't land a recruit. You have to do football things. You have to have some sort of pitch. And I am not seeing whatever pitch they're using showing in success on guys that are, you know, names that you see immediately. And I'm fine with, you know, as he said in that shot, and I am fine with that. You know, there are guys that you see the potential in that are three-star guys that you want to build because you know you can build them. That's cool. But it's easier to have a shoe-in sometimes than to have to gamble on every single guy that comes in. Every once in a while, you'd like to have that guy that you just know. He is the dude. He is going to come in here and be a dog from day one and be a name that other teams are worried about and are concerned for and are scouting you know, weeks in advance to be prepared for what this guy can do. You don't get that when you have to sort of gamble and say, what can our coaches do with a guy who has this upside potential? You want a little bit more solidity. You're throwing, you know, five like parlays out on players when we just want a little one-to-one hit every once in a while to throw a gambling or a gambling analogy out there. Give me something. Give me something. And I don't see it right now in the 2023 class. And based on 24-7, and the color of all of these recruits that have not committed, I am not seeing the answer at this point.
0: Let me quickly tell you about uh, the Ultimate College Football Preview. It's here, a seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for uh, for the college football season in one spot. Search for Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. That does it for Mr. Valentine and myself today. We are back tomorrow. We will uh, give you our this, that, and the other thing episode. All the stories that might have fallen through the cracks, we'll have them for you tomorrow. And then on Wednesday. If you
1: if you got what, one, let us know. Yes, if you've got a this, that, and the other thing, know. a small story. Email
0: us right there at okay. losyracuse44 at gmail.com. Uh, Wednesday, we've got that interview with Stephen Bailey. So get excited for that. Uh, and we will see you later. But first, get more on the ACC by making Lockdown ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Lockdown take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Make Lockdown ACC your second listen today. Goodbye.